At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yes, it is The Edge, but from a little bit of a different uh, perspective. We are live from the NBA Summer League here on the concourse of the Thomas & Mack Center out here in Las Vegas. An awesome show on tab coming up in 15 minutes. Julian Edlow of DraftKings is going to join us, talk a little bit of the association from a big and smaller picture perspective. But next 10 days... Vegas, as we know, Matt Humans is a center of attention in the association. All of the NBA converges on Las Vegas to watch some of the young prospects. The Pistons are practicing behind us. This is freaking awesome for an NBA nerd like oh, me. It is. Vegas is the home base for USA basketball and yep. NBA in the summer. And uh, the summer league's been a big hit in this city since it was launched. Uh, man, I don't know how many years ago. I was what fifteen, something like that. And it's grown. You At know, least it never fifteen years ago. Right? It never used yeah. to be all the teams either. Right. It'd be so like few. It grew and grew and grew. And now here, here we are. All thirty NBA teams participate. Well, it became so popular in Vegas that yeah. uh, the, the association wanted to move every team out here and uh, focus on this event instead of what was happening in Orlando or Salt Lake City. And I think it made a lot of sense. People love the uh, summer league out here. I love it too because I like to evaluate the young players. In the association, the guys that we just saw drafted last month. And, uh, you know, I believe it, it helps a lot to watch these teams in the summer and, and talk to a lot of the people around and, and in terms of uh, forming your opinions and, uh, you know, how you assess these teams going into the next season. Yep, and you get a perspective of looking at future Rookie of the Year candidates, potentially yeah. get an eye on their game. Uh, Chet Holmgren, as we know, now the favorite to win Rookie of the Year because of his performance in his first summer league game, uh, which we'll get to Holmgren in a little bit because he uh, he met up with one Kenneth Lofton Jr. yesterday and uh, didn't go particularly well in one-on-one matchups, but wanted to open the show with a little bit of news in the NBA. It's not immense news, but it does have to do with the story that hangs over the entire offseason. That's Kevin Durant, uh, who has yet to be shipped off anywhere. We're now on a week in terms of him requesting his trade away from the Brooklyn Nets. We've gotten a couple of updates on this. First, we are getting an idea of what the Brooklyn Nets are asking for, for one Kevin Durant. This is from Chris Haynes, Vince Goodwill, uh, a report that the Brooklyn Nets man asked the Minnesota Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four draft picks in exchange for Kevin Durant. Uh, the Timberwolves declined, and I will add probably laughed and hung up as well. Well, I think they called the right team, though, yep. because uh, T-Wolves have been a sucker for a big deal. We've seen that mm-hmm. this this summer. They, uh, they overpaid for Rudy Gobert. I think on a season to see, like one season basis, Rudy Gobert works, but you did in the big picture overpay for Rudy Gobert. I mean, if, if they laughed at the Kevin Durant offer, I, I can't imagine what was going on in the offices uh, <laughs> when they were talking about the Rudy Gobert trade. But uh, what the Brooklyn Nets are doing, you ask for everything, and then you settle for something less. Uh, they've overplayed their hand with Kevin Durant, but also I think the Nets, 
kind of feel like, hey, we might have another year here with uh, KD and Kyrie, and we don't have to ship. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to accept Kevin Durant's trade demand. Mm. They can keep him well, next season. It's why they're reportedly willing to drag it out into training camp, right? right? I mean, they don't have to get it done now in July. This is one of the longer off seasons the NBA's had in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have time to sit back and go, look, man, we got however many weeks until October 19th or whatever it is until the season tips off, and a little less than that until training camp begins. This, there's no rush to get this done at this point right now. And yeah. I would assume – the offers are probably going to get better as you get closer to the next season because the teams that actually want him yeah. to maximize their window might get a little bit more desperate and offer that extra pick or one extra player, whatever it might be. Yeah, I would assume at some point the Kevin Durant deal is going to get done closer to what becomes a really a hard deadline uh, before the season. But as of right now, I think the Brooklyn Nets uh, have a lot of options as they uh, look forward. I mean, there, there are going to be a lot of teams that make offers for Kevin Durant who want to make – uh, room for him. I think the Miami Heat's going to be one of them. Let's take a look at the uh, top NBA stories, the headlines here in the summer uh, since the Golden State Warriors knocked off the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Yeah, the Warriors are there, but a little further down the list. We'll get to them momentarily. I've got like some sneaky like moves that I kind of like that happens on the fringes, but I think the top story is Timberwolves acquiring Rudy Gobert for those four first-round picks. You mentioned that they're uh, a little bit of a sucker for a big deal. I think they're way overpaid. Yeah, and I think so, too. I think there's – so I was asked this yesterday, our buddy Tom Burton. I was on his show on, on SiriusXM, and he asked me about, hey, you know, I kind of like this, and I think I'm in the minority. And I, the way I presented it, Matt, was I think there's two ways to look at it. There's the way to look at it from our perspective, which is the sports betting perspective. I only care about next year. Like, how does this update the Timberwolves for next year? And if you look at Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, potentially Kyle Anderson in a lineup like that, right, Anthony Edwards, like that, that's actually a pretty good lineup. There's still some decent depth there. Next year, they could be a really good regular season team. But if you're asking me in the big picture basketball perspective, mm-hmm. what does this do for the Timberwolves franchise? We're well, really hoping this works out because you're, work you're out. a little behind the eight ball if this does not work this out. This is an all or nothing type of trade. Yeah. If, if it doesn't work out, the T Wolves are in big trouble. Uh, you send four first round picks for Rudy Gilbert, it better work. And I, I saw where the T Wolves uh, are talking about they have championship aspirations. I think they're still a long way from winning a championship. And if you're going to trade four first round picks away, you better be on the brink of winning a title. I, th- I think the T-Wolves are further away from that, but uh, that's their mission is to prove us wrong next year. I, I do like what the Atlanta Hawks did this summer. So I'll ask you that then because the Hawks, they acquired DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. They send off three first-round picks. Danilo Gallinari, also part of the deal. You know, Spurs by him out. eventually ends up on the Boston Celtics, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but with that, for me, when I look at those two moves side by side, again, big picture, makes more sense to ship off a little bit less for a guy like DeJounte Murray. But as we're talking about next year, if, if I were to ask you, what would you make the price team more likely to get to a conference finals as currently constructed, Minnesota Timberwolves or the Atlanta Hawks? Hawks. You think so? Because I think it's the Timberwolves. I, I like DeJounte Murray, and I like Trey Young. I like the way they fit together. I think that's a really interesting and dynamic offense. I, I wonder what they're going to be like defensively, and I still think the Timberwolves, a starting five entirety, I think they are better than Atlanta. I've got the Hawks in the top five in the East after this deal. I think the fifth best team. I got them power rated. Those are like the fifth best team in the East. Okay. You think that's too high? No, I think that's right. I think okay. they're five, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're because we're talking about Philly, not in particular order. Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, uh, and we can throw in whatever Toronto, Miami. There's a lot of candidates that would be ahead of the Atlanta Hawks potentially, depending on how Kevin Durant shakes out. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how close the T Wolves are. Uh, they, by the way, they traded away Patrick Beverly mm-hmm. in the deal. Yeah. Who, who I think was a key part of that team in terms of uh, the toughness of the T-Wolves last season. I'm just not completely sold on the T-Wolves as a contender in the West. I know a lot of people uh, will feel differently, and that's okay. i got to see it to believe it with the T-Wolves. I do like what the Celtics did, too. And uh, the Celtics had – they couldn't just stand pat. And and, and they couldn't trade one of their uh, stars. They couldn't trade Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Let's let's stop that nonsense. But what they did was they acquired Malcolm Brogdon, a guy who's really going to help that team in the backcourt. Well, and that's that's one of those moves that I really like. Uh, On top of adding Danilo Gallinari, Mm -hmm. we watched a lot. We we watched what happened in the NBA Finals, and it ties into one of the biggest weaknesses for Boston. Something I brought up consistently, which was they struggled in clutch minutes. And go through the numbers again: thirteen to twenty-two in the regular season games that went to clutch minutes, negative nine point five net rating. Their offense was terrible because their offense would really bog down. The ball would stick a little bit. Malcolm Brogdon helps that. Combo guard. He's played point guard a majority of his minutes for the Indiana Pictures. He still fits next to a Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart's not a true point guard either. So you can roll out lineups with him, Marcus Smart, 
Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, whatever you want to do at center. Like, there's some intriguing pieces out there for Boston on top of adding Danilo Gallinari to give them size and shooting. Like, I like those moves. I I kept referring to them on the podcast as, like, power rating changers. Like, you adjust your power rating when you add pieces like Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari together to a team like Boston. And for a reason, the Celtics at a couple of spots are the favorites to be a title. Right. And I, I believe the Celtics are still the best team in the East. I think the Hawks have done something to improve. I never liked trading away three first-round draft picks, but actually I think the Hawks are in a position now where they can contend in the East. We're not sure what's going to happen with the Heat, the mm-hmm. Nets in this offseason, uh, the Raptors. Uh, who knows what's, what's going to happen with Kevin Durant. But I think the, uh, the Bucks are still going to be up there near, near the top. Uh, I'm not as sold on the Sixers as some people, but I think the Sixers did make a good move. They signed P.J. Tucker. James Harden opted out of his contract, uh, I think, to help the team with some flexibility this offseason. And Harden's going to have to play a lot better next season if the Sixers are going to be contending. I just tweeted out 20 minutes ago, James Harden working out with Tyrese Maxey. I think uh, a couple of other teammates are there. It's it's starting. He's going to be in really good shape. He started it. I don't know if you see all the report. Started his offseason regimen already. Is that right? The, the workout part, not the. Although there's already footage of him, it was him, Joel Embiid. I think Maxi was there too with Meek Mill at some party a couple of weeks ago, maybe okay. like a week ago or so. Um, you're a big Meek Mill. Fan, I missed right? that party. Bucks, uh, uh, the Bucks re-signed Bobby Portis and they signed Joe Ingles. Uh, but uh, actually, the top of the East is really strong. And no, that's it why is. I like what the Hawks did to try to compete at the top of the East. Uh, how do you assess the West? Uh, we haven't really seen any major moves. We're kind of waiting uh, to see what's going to happen with a couple of players here in the Western Conference. Well, and that's why this makes it interesting because the East has long been for a while, you know, that, that conference that is made fun of. Uh, but it looks extremely deep now at this point. But when you're talking about the Western Conference, as you said, it's status quo for the teams at top. We know the Golden State's, I would th- I'd say at this point right now, power rated as the best team in the Western Conference. I think the best team in the Western Conference is the Los Angeles Clippers. I think from top to bottom, when you look at the depth of that roster, yeah. there's a lot there. You want to? I think they need another backup center. Isaiah Hardenstein, not a, team, a name that a lot of people will care about or know about, leaves for the New York Knicks. It's a really good defensive center that did a lot of great work for them. So that's going to be a piece that they miss. Uh, but I think when you look at the Clippers, that's a team that you could argue is the best team in the Western Conference. And they didn't really do much in terms of this offseason. So it's all about the teams below them and what's happening. We know what Phoenix is. We know what Golden State is. We kind of have an idea what the Clippers are. What about the rest of these teams? Kyrie Irving and the Los Angeles Lakers. We talked about the Mavericks. Are they just kind of going to roll this back with what they've got at this point right now? Uh, of course, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think, can, from a record and regular season standpoint, get up to like a three seed. You know, those try-hard teams in the regular season winning a bunch of games. But I think the top of the Western Conference, we know how it works. Don't forget about Dallas, yep. Denver, and uh, we'll see what happens with Kyrie and the Lakers. So there's a lot yet to happen this summer in, in the uh, NBA. And actually, the Summer League tips off tonight here in Vegas with a couple of games. The Detroit Pistons are practicing right behind us as we speak. And I like the makeup of this Pistons Summer League roster uh, quite a bit. Uh, you've got Jaden Ivey from Purdue. You've got Buddy Beheim. The Beheim brothers. The Beheim brothers from Syracuse. This is one of the favorites to win the Summer League. They're going to be in action tonight. It's a light schedule tonight here out at the uh, Thomas and Mack Center. Two and a half games, we'll call it. I think the social media influencers are going to take the court in a little count. bit. No, two games. Count. Two games tonight. <laughs> what time's the first game? Uh, that'll be seven o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock our time out here. So uh, we will discuss much more. Julian Edlow, DraftKings, is going to join us next. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on some of those big moves, of course, in the NBA that's happened at this offseason and where he thinks that one Kevin Durant might eventually end up. It's the Edge live from the NBA Summer League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome back in. A uh, reminder for all of you, of course, uh, that VSIN, we're going to be broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. We, The Edge, myself and Matt Humans, are going to be here 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. Special guests, exclusive content all throughout the next 10 days. So for more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter, VSIN Live up on YouTube as well. All right, let's welcome in Julian Edlow. Does a lot of great content for DraftKings. Got a lot to get to. Great NBA handicapper as well. Julian, we appreciate the time. And I understand that uh, first, before we get to the, the good stuff, you're going to be out here, huh? How are you excited? You get to sit right next to Matt Humans and I at one point. <laughs> I mean, if there's no greater achievement, uh, you know, of why I do what I do, it's to get to sit next to you two guys at a desk in Las Vegas talking about guys that are trying to pave their way into the NBA. That's right. I think that's going to be a very exciting time indeed. Fun times for all. Uh, all right, so let's talk. We Humans and I were going back and forth on this. I want to get your thoughts because uh, we talked about like some, the big moves that have happened up to this point in the NBA offseason. Obviously, the first two that happened are Rudy Gobert of the Minnesota Timberwolves and uh, the Atlanta Hawks acquiring DeJounte Murray. Of the two, we'll give it to you, which do you like more in terms of competing for a title in the next season, Minnesota's acquisition of Gobert or Atlanta's acquisition of DeJounte Murray? Oh, man, I guess I want to say Minnesota here because I think the West might be a little bit more open than the East. I like the moves for both teams, um, but I guess Murray is maybe a little bit repetitive to Trey Young, and not that they're at all the same guard. One's one's much bigger, one's much smaller, one's a shooter. DeJounte Murray's like a triple-double guy. They're different. I just don't think it'll have the impact that it needs in terms of making them title contenders, especially in an Eastern Conference with the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat. Whereas out West, like, yeah, Phoenix is really good. Golden State's the defending champion. But Rudy Gobert is going to help Minnesota where they they haven't had help. And that's with some Ben presence on defense and a guy that's going to erase shots. And, uh, you know, Minnesota put up a good fight with Memphis in the postseason. Anthony Edwards developing. We'll see how Carl Anthony Towns looks next to Gobert. Um, I'm not telling you Minnesota's going to win it. I just think the move for Gobert gets Minnesota maybe a little bit closer than Atlanta. All right. I'll say this. If uh, the – the T-Wolves get to the West Finals. I will buy you guys dinner at Michael Gaughan's Steakhouse at the South Point. Oh, another one. Yeah. I had this bet with you at the Utah Jazz. Well, like three if the Hawks ago? get yeah. to the East Finals, you guys have to buy me steak dinners out there. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I don't know why you're wrapping Julian in this. I don't think Julian Well, he said he likes the T-Wolves. I would agree. I'll, I'll okay. agree to pay you off if that's All right. The case. JVT will do it. Yeah. I like the T-Wolves more than I like the Hawks. It's important to include that one right. piece. Yeah. Uh, both teams uh, look like they're a little bit of ways away from a conference finals, but we'll see if these moves can put them over the top. Uh, when you look at the summer league rosters out here, Julian, any teams that really excite you, teams that uh, you want to watch this, year, this week that you think are going to be must-see teams? Yeah, I mean, OKC is the one that seems to be exciting everybody, and part of it is because we've already seen them play in Utah, uh, and Chet Holmgren has looked fantastic, and they have a – 
pretty good collection of young prospects, and everybody specifically wants to see Chet Holmgren, who is the betting favorite on DraftKings Sportsbook to win the MVP at, at Vegas. He's been bet down uh, since those odds came out. He's at plus 1,000 as we speak now. And the last time I looked this morning, he had over 60% of the handle. So, like, that's a guy people want to see. In my mind, that just opens up value uh, elsewhere. But in terms of, of team, I think the Pistons are going to look really good with their two lottery picks, specifically Ivy. Um, and they have some other guys that were, were, you know, big names in college that were second round picks that I think can maybe contribute there. The Warriors are a team I kind of have my eye on because we don't know how much all these guys are going to play. But like John Kuminga is on that roster. Um, James Wiseman hasn't played at all in the California Classic, but the Warriors are saying he's going to play. Moses Moody's there. Like there's three picks that were just lottery picks in the last two drafts. So it's very intriguing to go through the names and see who's there, but a lot of these guys also are going to be there to play a game or two. So that just brings in some of the importance of checking the lineups when when it does come down to it and we're betting specific games. JVT, you and I were talking about this. Some of the those names you see in the rosters for the Warriors, for the Pistons, you're not going to see those guys play deep into the summer league. You, right. you might not see any of those guys, or a few of those guys play at all, right? Right. You know, and that's the, Who's the, not going to play? Well, there was one report for the Pistons, at least, that they, they would be surprised if Sadiq Bay Cade Cunningham played one game. Right. Uh, and a lot of the times, as Julian kind of alluded to there, these guys will be on these rosters for practice time more than anything else, because then you can legally practice with the team as opposed to not being able to. So, I think that's why you see some of these guys. Um, and you're right about that, because the Pistons are practicing right behind us, and they right. had all those guys out on the floor today, but you're not going to see all those same guys, you're not going to see Kate Cunningham in these games in Vegas. Yeah, that's and there's a really strong possibility of that. So, Julian, I'll ask you this. When you look at these Summer League rosters, uh, what do you look for in terms of seeing a roster that might have some success when it comes to the NBA Summer League? Like, for me personally, uh, I like a lot of strong and talented backcourts. One of the teams that stuck out for me personally was Indiana. I think Indiana's got the chance to have a really fun and good Summer League. When you look at the the, uh, the players that they have in their backcourt, outside of what we know in Chris Duarte and Dwayne Washington, Bennett Matherin, Andrew Emhart, Eli Brooks, these are three rookies and three really good guards who played good basketball in college. How do you evaluate some of these rosters? Yeah, I mean, I think you're onto something with the guard play for sure, and that kind of ties in to, like, college basketball. A lot of these teams have good veteran guards, right? So you take, uh, and I'll use it maybe Atlanta, for for example, here. I was just, you know, sifting through the rosters, and Sharif Cooper's name popped out to me, and he's a guy that slipped really far in that 2021 draft, a late second-round pick after he's expected to be, you know, a mid to late first round pick. And he's a guy that can help carry that that Hawks team in in summer league. He's a floor general. He can score the ball. Uh, he's a great distributor, help make some of those other young guys on that team better. Like, that's definitely something that jumps out to me. And then just not getting fooled looking at the rosters. Like, you guys were just talking about Bay and Cunningham. I was shocked sifting through the rosters and seeing those two guys' names. Like, don't let that trick you. We need to kind of use our heads here and look at who's on these teams and say, like, all right, well, these are the guys that might actually play, and these are the guys that aren't. And hopefully for betting purposes, you know, we get some clarification from reporters um, it, and in terms of who's going to play and who's not. But when I'm looking through the rosters, yeah, I'm looking for – everybody wants to get into these high lottery picks and the, the one-and-done freshmen, the big names. But if you can find some guys that played four years of college basketball, even that went undrafted on some of these rosters, then that can provide help. That looks good to me. So those are kind of the hidden gems here that I'm looking for. Julian Edlow, DraftKings with us. Um, not a ton of betting on the uh, the Summer League. Where have you seen action on the futures board at DraftKings? Yeah, I don't know where we're at specifically overall in terms of handle to like compare it to a regular NBA, uh, NBA season or anything. But I, we have been getting money in on it. It's more of a Johnny Avello question. But I, what I do see is our, our betting splits is what I get. And um, there's been a lot of OKC love, like I said off the top, and a lot, a lot of Chet Holmgren love. Um, like when I got those splits this morning for, for the MVP, I think it was 62% of the handle was there on Chet Holmgren. And you have a guy in like Keegan Murray, who we saw who was fantastic in those three games in, in the California Classic. He was dominant. He's a more polished player, I guess, at this stage. And he's sitting at plus 2,500. The MVP market, and he, I, he was fifth, I believe, in terms of handle for uh, MVP in this. So the MVP market, uh, as of this morning, DraftKings Sportsbook was the only place offering it. So I think that's a unique market. And that's a reason that we're seeing some action there. And then just in terms of to win it all, it's hard to set these prices. So, like, 
if you're odd shopping, you're gonna see different prices at different books, and bases are gonna have really good numbers on teams that you want to bet. So I think that teams DraftKings hanging good numbers on are, are where we're seeing some money go. Well, and Julian, to that point, this actually ties in what I was gonna bring up. For example, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, DraftKings eight to one, other spots double digits, sixteen to one, something like that. And, and that's a team that has a lot of really good and young pieces and guys that played last year, right? We have Dayron Sharp on this, we have Kessler Edwards, you have Cam Thomas, uh, and then a whole bunch of other names I think people will try to get familiar with. But that's one of those examples you're talking about when you're looking at the different evaluation of these rosters and where you price them. Exactly. The Nets are up there. And, you know, I don't know if I would necessarily have them favored like we do at DraftKings Sportsbook, but they're there because of the veteran presence um, of the guys that you just mentioned. They're not your your Chet Holmgren's or your Paolo Bancheros, uh, but they're guys that are good with college experience. Another guy on there um, that I was just looking at, David Duke Jr. from Providence, he's plus 6,500 to win the MVP. I'm not saying to go bet that, but like he's got NBA rotation experience last year from how thin Nets were and played a lot of time at Providence as a, as a pretty high recruit. So like they're deep. They have guys. Those are the teams. I'm not saying a young team like OKC with star power isn't going to win it. But those are the kind of teams where you want to look for that kind of experience and those players that have it both in college, the NBA, maybe some G League, and that are have success in this league. All right, Julian. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the time. We'll see you out in Vegas at the Summer League soon. Thanks, man. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. See you next week. JVT talking about Chet Holmgren being the uh, favorite to be MVP. He got pushed around a little bit last night. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring yeah. up because that was one of your concerns, and I think a lot yeah. of people's concern, right, about it, how he handles some bigger, more physical bodies. And Kenneth Lofton Jr. yesterday at a Louisiana Tech, uh, a physical wonderkind, I would say, uh, but with for – a beefy guy, pretty skilled, can take it from the perimeter, can shoot. Uh, had his way with him a little bit. Had 19 points, not all of them on uh, one Chet Holmgren, but some pretty good highlights of taking him down low and beating him up and scoring on him. I think a lot of people got carried away a little bit the first night when Chet Holmgren uh, had a big offensive night, blocked some shots. What you have to realize is the level of competition is only going to get much, much steeper for him uh, this week and uh, in his rookie season. Well, can't wait to watch Kenneth Lofton with the Memphis Grizz take the court. Uh, we're not done with the NBA. We have your top five favorite draft picks coming out of the latest draft, so we'll discuss that. And a little bit more when we return. It's the Edge live from the Thomas and Mac for the NBA Summer League. This is the Edge on VSN, the sports network. If you're ready for a fresh start, and a real fresh start is what we do with lasting change, take the Zen 10 Challenge with it the way that you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days of your money back. Fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today. ZY.com slash 10. ZYN.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Ewens live from the Thomas and Mack Center for NBA Summer League. We're here for the next 10 days. How about that? We even have a special edition of Hardwood Handicappers live from this spot Sunday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time. So we opened up with a little bit of NBA, but there's a lot of other things going on in the world of sports, Matt. And yesterday we got the news, of course, Baker Mayfield officially shipped off to the Carolina Panthers. He is their presumed starter for one. I think he's a minus 1,200 to be the first to take the first snap for the Carolina Panthers. But you and I discussed the big picture thing with Baker. Is that, hey, you know what? Maybe he has a little bit of a chance to be their guy going forward. A really good quarterback for them, 30-9 and nine in terms of touchdowns and interceptions two years ago. And there's at least one better out there that believes he could actually do something here. Uh, this is from our own Ben Fox and up on the VEASAN account at VEASAN Live up on Twitter. Baker Mayfield, comeback player of the year bet has shown up. A better at DraftKings wagered $10,000 when they on quarterback Baker Mayfield to an NFL comeback player of the year at 16 to one odds. Like it or hate it? Because I think I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, th I think it's a decent bet. If you if you think about the way Baker Mayfield played two years ago when the Browns won 10 games and won a playoff game at Pittsburgh, Mayfield looked like a pretty good quarterback. Now, he's not perfect. Uh, he's certainly got some uh, shortcomings, no doubt about it, but I've always kind of liked Mayfield. I think he's a, he's a tough competitor. When healthy, I think he can get the job done. I think the Browns dramatically overreacted to what's happening here at the quarterback position in their franchise. Trading away three first-round draft picks for a guy with, uh, at best, questionable care in Deshaun Watson and guaranteeing him $230 million. When you have a quarterback 
You drafted number one overall, who led you to a playoff win. And a year later, when he's banged up, he's beat up, and he's not playing up to the level he did the previous year, you're just going to ditch him. And the Browns are basically paying him to go away. So Mayfield was sent to Carolina. Uh, the Browns are going to pay about 10 million of his salary. The Panthers are going to pay about four of it. And Mayfield's going to take a $3 million pay cut. Now, this trade was in the works. It was being discussed around NFL draft time. It couldn't get done. Mayfield had not reached the point where he was willing to take a pay cut to make the trade happen. That obviously happened this week. Mm-hmm. And all the hype about Sam Darnold and what he's going to be for the Panthers, <laughs> I think, was just mostly, hot air. Mostly generated from the team itself. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was generated from the team trying to prop up Sam Darnold as, hey, we have a quarterback here we believe in. He can be our starter. We can win with him. When really, behind the scenes, the Panthers don't believe that. That's why they had to bring in Baker Mayfield, who was the top pick in that 2018 draft on Darnold was the number, number three pick. So do you have a franchise quarterback? you got to find out. I think Mayfield is the deserved favorite to be the guy that takes to, to snaps as a starter in week one for Carolina. I'm not sure it should be minus 1,200. That seems kind of steep. But I, I would have made Baker Mayfield at least a minus 500 favorite or so to be the, uh, the favorite in week one uh, ahead of Sam Darnold. Also on that roster – is Matt Corral, uh, the rookie draft pick from uh, Ole Miss. And right. Matt Corral's not going to be the starter in week one unless uh, Mayfield and Darnold are in, a, in a, some sort of accident and uh, I mean, can't could play. I, could I no. not make the argument that of the choices on that board that we're talking about here to take the first nap, Corral would be the only, the only legitimate option for you to consider, mainly because I think there's a case you can make that Going into the season, depending on how the preseason goes, Corral's actually the primary backup, and you're just banking on that point if something happens to Mayfield before week one that it's Corral. The only scenario where I see Matt Corral being the starting quarterback in week one yeah. is if Mayfield and Darnold both have COVID in yeah. that play. Yeah. You know, some Don't freak occurrence like that, and that's the only reason why you would bet something like 50-1 to 1 on Matt Corral. But I kind of like to bet on Baker Mayfield to come be the comeback player of the year. Yeah. If, if you think back to what he was two years ago, he was a pretty good quarterback for a winning team that won a playoff game. That's why I was and, really... Uh, I, have, I have not bailed on Baker Mayfield completely like a lot of people have and like the Cleveland Browns did. Yeah. I, I thought it was really weird, just the collective laughing at Baker Mayfield from last year and being like, guys, trash, get him out of here. He was clearly injured last year, tried to play through the injury, mm-hmm. which is weird because you usually see that, hey, man, these guys aren't tough anymore. And then you watch him play through it and everybody's like, ha, this guy sucks. And that's not really the case. And I think a fully healthy Baker Mayfield with a really good complement of weapons around and the skill positions for Carolina are really good, yeah. there are the workings there for this to really work out. Now, I will say this. Sam Darnold was bad last year, but part of the reason why he was so bad was that their offensive line was atrocious. And they have added a little bit to it, but that's got to be better because that was one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year, and that did Darnold no favors, and it's not going to do a guy like Baker Mayfield any favors. Also, Christian McCaffrey's not been there on the field. McCaffrey's out there. It's much different. He's a dynamic playmaker. It's a much different offense. And Darnold looked like a better quarterback when Christian McCaffrey was in the backfield, let's face it. And you're right about the offensive line with the Panthers. And – a situation that needs to improve there. But anyway, I kind of like to bet on Baker Mayfield to be a comeback player of the year. And uh, we, we, do ha- we have seen a, a line shift in that week one game. Yep. This is a very unique scenario because the guys traded from Cleveland to Carolina, and now he could start for Carolina against Cleveland in week one of the season. This number opened Browns minus four or four and a half on the road, and now it's down to Browns minus one. And uh, you got to think Bayfield's going to be highly, highly motivated uh, to win that game for the home underdog Panthers. And I kind of like the do- home dog side there. Unfortunately, if you didn't bet it yet, uh, you've missed the best of the number by far. Yeah. And to update as well, because uh, the, the bet that we're talking about for Baker Mayfield, comeback player of the year, was 16 to 1. He is down to 12 to 1, mm-hmm. um, tied with <laughs> Cam Akers and uh, Deshaun Watson. So. Uh, Deshaun Watson's not going to win the award. Um, I'd be surprised I'm just gonna, if he even sees the field. I, I'm just going to huh? put this out there. Even if you tell me he's playing week one, Deshaun Watson's not winning comeback player of the year. No matter Probably what he does. Not. All right. Uh, with that, we have something to update from yesterday. And, of course, that would be – you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. The best player in baseball yesterday. Shohei Otani, 
does it the Los Angeles Angels yet again. Otani yesterday goes seven innings, gives up no earned runs, strikes out ten, uh, walks only three, again on 100 pitches through seven innings. We've talked about this at nauseum. He's getting better as a pitcher. He's getting better, and it's absolutely scary for the rest of the league near at, at this point. 244 ERA for the season. And look at this. ESPN Stats and Info. Otani, the first player since the RBI, became official in 1920 to have 10 strikeouts as a pitcher, two RBI as a batter, and a stolen base. Leads the Angels to a victory yesterday, 5-2, over the fish on the road. The Angels now, and I'm going to double-check this, I believe have won six consecutive Shohei Otani starts. Excuse me, five, five. consecutive okay. Otani starts. He has given up all of one earned run in those five starts, and that was the first one back on June 9th. Seven innings, he gave up one earned run against the Red Sox. He's now gone 28-plus innings without allowing an earned run. Yep. And uh, won his fifth consecutive start last night. Two hits, three walks, struck out 10 and seven innings, 100 pitches last night. And he also, by the way, hit a two-run single. <laughs> the Angels are leading the game. Uh, did you see last night the, the crowd in Miami? 18,700. Doesn't sound like much. The fourth largest crowd of the season they only in drew, Miami. They only drew, I think, for Sandy the night before. Their hometown ace, only 12 came out. 18 for Otani. That's his park down there in Miami, too. But yep. Okay, here's another thing on Otani. And I got a minor debate last night with a, an old-school baseball guy, and I'm old-school myself. Wasn't Krivsky? He says Otani, uh, the guy I was speaking with, he says Otani's not, not the MVP last year because the Angels, uh, where did the Angels finish? And this is an old argument that I, I no longer believe that the MVP has to come from a first-place team or necessarily a winning team. You know, it'd have to be Aaron Judge because the Yankees have the best record in baseball. Right. If you go back to last season, what Otani did when he hit 46 homers, when he struck out 12 guys per nine. Okay, Vladimir Guerrero had a year. Uh, you know, he was in the hunt for the Triple Crown. He also had five or six other guys in that lineup, 25-plus homers, and he didn't throw a pitch. Mm -hmm. The thing about Otani right now, he is, uh, he's, he's getting so good as a pitcher. And this guy who hit 46 homers last year, and you, you can knock his batting average. He's, he's batting 260. And... Uh, he, he is what he's doing as a two-way player is unheard of in baseball. And you talk about Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth only once in his career did he pitch and hit in the same season. How long can Otani do this at a high level? I don't know, but he's he's got to be. I don't care how bad the Angels are. If you don't think he's the MVP, you're crazy. Now it might be Aaron Judge this season. Aaron Judge has got a really strong kiss season. I thought it was Otani without a doubt. This season, Judge is a lot stronger uh, competition. Since the start of June, JBT, the Angels are five and one. Shohei Otani starts, yep. and they're six and twenty-one when everyone else starts. Is it Otani's fault that the Angels are a bad baseball team? Of course not. Okay, how about Mike Trout? You're going to hear an argument that Trout's the MVP on this road trip. The first five games of the game trip, Mike Trout is one for twenty-one with thirteen strikeouts. Yep, he's not holding his end of the bargain either. No. No. And it's not Trout's fault. It's not Otani's fault that the Ames continue to lose. I just think that an MVP can come team like the Angels who are 10 games under, under 500. Uh, you are preaching to the choir there. Uh, talked about it a lot there. A team that has won 11 games uh, in a long time, and he's going to get directly to five of them. It's ridiculous. All right, we'll come back. We wrap up the show. Get to uh, Matt's wrap picks. We are live from the NBA Summer League at the Thomas & Mack Center out here in Las Vegas. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. 
Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash, action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Competing 20 to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prize. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. A couple of games to get to in Major League Baseball before we get out of here. Here being, of course, Thomas and Max Center. We're live from the TNM and the concourse of the TNM for the NBA Summer League. We're going to be out here all 10 days. It's going to be absolutely fantastic and fun to watch some of these young ballers and see um, their first steps into the association. But let's start with hardball. The Yankees on the road against the Boston Red Sox, Matt, uh, maybe looking past the lowly Pirates a little bit uh, to this series against the Boston Red Sox, which will be going over the weekend, and it starts with a big matchup. Garrett Cole is going to take the hill here for the New York Yankees. They were $1.65 favorite on the road against their rival here, plus 152 coming back on the Sox. Well, we'll see if the Yankees saved some hits for tonight. So last night, they put up 16 oh, yeah. runs on the Pirates, beat the crap out of the Pirates in Pittsburgh, and uh, keep their show on the road tonight at Fenway. The Red Sox have not fared well with the division this season. That's an understatement. Right now, the Yankees, 14 games up on the Red Sox, who are tied for second. Blue Jays, 14 and a half back. And Cole takes the mound tonight. And Cole, um, I, I think it's a little delayed this number with him at Fenway, where he does not have a uh, yeah. uh, a pause history. But he clearly has a pitching edge uh, tonight against the, uh, the Red Sox. And Cole's been pitching a little bit uh, better lately, even though he's too inconsistent for me to lay a prize at 165 with him tonight. You know, I, I said that Otani uh, – you know, I've talked about, you and I have talked about Otani. I don't think most people realize how difficult it is to be an elite hitter and pitcher at the major league level. And that's why if you're dismissing him as MVP, you're crazy. And I would think that most people understand baseball. We had Dave Koken on a couple of weeks ago, and Koken said, I'm sorry, but if you think Otani overrated, you don't know anything about baseball. Right. Now, saying he's overrated and saying he shouldn't be MVP or slightly different discussions, but there's only two guys right now I think talk about for MVP in the American League. Aaron Judge. Aaron and Judge Otani. and Shohei Otani. Judge has 30 home runs. I'm not going to sit here and make an argument against Aaron Judge because the Yankees have been so good and he's been a big reason for it that I think it's a coin flip as we sit here today who's going to be MVP. Yep. No, I agree. And the other side of this, too, I will call him W because I always butcher his last name, but the starter for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, some numbers behind him. And this, this makes this an interesting matchup. And I think the Red Sox, like, somewhat intriguing here. Uh, w's number is pretty good, man. 312 ERA, 296 fielding independent, doesn't strike out a lot of guys. Uh, pitches to contact a little bit there. 
Uh, but walk rate, somewhat stable. It, he has been a really serviceable option for the Boston Red Sox. Does give up a little bit of hard contact, so that's. The, but he's, I mean, we call him a super ground ball guy, two to one. Uh, ground ball to strike ball ratio. So it's going to be an interesting matchup for, as you mentioned, a Yankees lineup that has been hitting the ball well for the game, in which they hit the ball extremely well. Yeah, that's going to be a good game tonight in the East Coast. Open that series Boston. How about opening a series in L.A.? The Cubs and the Dodgers. Looking forward to this. Well, Tony Gonsolin, 10-0. JBT does not have, you know, awesome across the board, but he does have a 154 ERA, a 0.82 whip. And if you... If you pick an all-star starter today from the National League, I think it's got to be Tony Gonsolin. And he's minus 265 against the Cubs. And a guy I want to see pitch tonight against a, a Dodgers lineup that's starting to heat up a little bit, Mark Leiter Jr. for the Cubs. Yeah, if you look at the numbers for Gonsolin, you mentioned the ERA. There are some indications that maybe he could start to be a little overvalued by the betting market because he's feeling independent at 329. Not a dominant strikeout guy. The walks aren't high, but they are a little high-ish, uh, 253 in terms of walks per nine. So that's a little bit up there. But everything else across the board, he gives up like no hard contest whatsoever. So he's been legitimately good for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe just slightly overvalued. Not like he's knocked around. I haven't watched a lot of lighter, so I'd have to give, get the scouting report from you. Uh, but so far as in terms of what we have seen from him from a stuff standpoint, I have read that there are some people who uh, might think that he's got some stuff going on, but we're not expecting him to go long, I would think. Five and a third last time, right. probably no longer than that if he's going to be out. I like him. I just want to evaluate him a little bit more, and that's uh, you definitely want to watch tonight's Cubs-Dodgers. All right, let's wrap up the last six minutes here with the uh, NBA. I'm going to talk about my five favorite draft picks from last month, the association, and uh, I'm going to skip the, uh, the top three guys and look a little bit deeper in this draft. And I'm going to start at number six, JVT, with Benedict Madden, the guard from Arizona. He's a big guard. He's a great athlete. He can shoot the three. I think uh, he's going to prove to be a steal for the Pacers at that number six spot. And this is the reason why I'm going to be watching the Pacers closely in the summer league. They've got some good players in the backcourt, and I think Benedict Matherin is going to prove to be a great pick for the Pacers. Super high roll. Set his jump shot, yeah. too. I'm ex the, the Pacers are – by all accounts, a very boring team when it comes to like the actual end association. But then, like when we're out here, I'm going to watch as much Pacers basketball as, as I possibly can. Hey, if you lose a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, this is a good guy to put in this place. Right, Matherin, yeah. Eli Brooks, as you mentioned. Andrew Nembhard is a guy who came along really soon after the combine. So they have a lot of good talent, especially in the backcourt. I'm with you. I can't wait to watch Matherin play out here. All right, Johnny Davis of uh, Wisconsin, the guard, was a Big Ten player of the year. It was not Jaden Ivey. It was not Keegan Murray. It was Johnny Davis, and uh, I think he deserved it. He's, he's an excellent two-way player, and I like two-way players the most. And uh, Johnny Davis, a guy who can step in the association, I think, and score right away. I'm not sure uh, what uh, the number would be in terms of an expectation for points per game, but this is a guy I think as a rookie could step in and, and give you 15 points a game in the right scenario. And uh, Johnny Davis is a guy I have a high expectations for for the Wizards as a rookie. Is he, is he going to be a good shooter? I think so. Because, like, his – usually – He had you, 37 points in the game against Purdue last season. He lit it up. Okay, and usually free yeah. throw, like, rate or free throw shooting kind of correlates. Like, if you're a good free throw shooter, you should translate to being a somewhat decent mm -hmm. shooter. Uh, but I think he shot, like, 30% from three last year. So, I, like, I, that's always been my thing with him is, like, if he's actually, like, a legitimate three-point shooter, I'm very excited for him, too. Numbers say he wasn't last year, but you can make a case that he's a better shooter. Well, than he was he drawing should. a lot of attention from defense right. last season. that's the other part, too. It wasn't getting a lot of open – he's also a slack. He does a great job getting to the basket and scoring, but his three-point shot's improved. And that's why he's got, as they say, upside. I hate to use that cliche, but he does. As, as a shooter, I think he's got upside. I like to think we all have upside. O'Shea Abaji from Kansas uh, slipped to the number 14 spot. Right now, I think he's a better player than Jay Ivey, who went number five to the Pistons. I think so, huh? I do. Uh, now, Ivey has got... He's upside. Gonna, he's going to excite up people he's because he's the fastest guy in the draft, and he's one of the fastest guys in the NBA with the ball in his hands. Yeah. He's a dynamic athlete, but it, Obagi's a better shooter. Obagi's a better defensive player, and Obagi's a better ball handler at this point. Ivy's got a really loose handle, which is going to be a problem for him as a rookie in the NBA. Obagi, I think, is ready to step in and play and help the Cavs win right now. It's number 14. I like him a lot. Number 15, the Hornets, Mark Williams. Is there a spot in the association today for – a big man who doesn't shoot the three. I'm going to say yes, and it's Mark Williams. This guy's a beast in the paint. He'll dunk on you, block shots. He's a great rim defender. Mark Williams, I think, is 
the sleeper of the entire draft, and a lot of people think I hate everything about Duke. That's not true. I like some of the players yeah, on that Duke, Duke team. players on here, yeah. Yeah, I like a few of the players. Paolo Benchero went number one. Yeah. Mark Williams, Trevor Keels. I like all those guys a lot. Mark Williams is like a throwback big man mm-hmm. with a lot of value, I think, in today's game, even though he can't shoot the three, because he's going to be a force in the paint for the Hornets, and that was a really smart pick at number 15. And then Trevor Keels at number 42, uh, the Garden Duke, who I think showed up on campus in Durham with an NBA body. He's got strength. He's fearless. He did kind of climb as an offensive player at the end of last season, but I thought that was a steal to get him in the second round where they did. Uh, so that's uh, my fifth favorite draft pick of uh, 2022. Benedict Matherin, Johnny Davis, O'Shea Bozzi, Mark Williams, and Trevor Keels. Can I add a couple of things to these? Guys that I really want to see play here at the Summer League over the uh, 10 days. For for Ochak Baji, uh, I love it because I'm really excited to see how he fits in that defense for Cleveland. Like he, I think he's perfect to play next to Darius Garland. Like just a stout, big-bodied kind of off-ball guard who can defend really well and mm-hmm. still contribute on offense. I think he's going to be fantastic playing for Cleveland. Williams, they have the – I mean, it's why I traded for Montrose Harold to a certain extent, but the Hornets have been looking for a big like him for a really long time. If you remember in that draft, they were rumored to be sniffing around Onyeko Kongu, who went to Atlanta eventually. Right. Uh, but I think that fit is absolutely awesome. And you and I both – I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of last year when we watched Trevor Keels play. Keels just looks like a basketball player. Oh, man. Like, I can't – like, when we're going to watch him out here – He looks like an NFL linebacker yep. at point guard, which I think uh, is going to make him successful in the NBA. Oh, yeah. And, uh, by the way, the Knicks uh, – don't sleep on the young talent the Knicks have. I think that was my complaint for the Knicks last year. Let's play young guys a little bit more. they got some good young guys. Hey, in the last minute here, tell us what we're going to see tonight and early tomorrow morning at the uh, Summer League. Yeah, for a few on the West Coast, at least. But the two games tonight out here in Las Vegas, they're going to be, I think, fantastic. Houston Rockets, Orlando Magic. Rockets, one of the teams I am the most excited to watch at the Summer League. Ty Ty Washington, Jabari Smith Jr., of course, uh, lead the way with a team that I think has a lot of good talent that you're going to be able to, and you're going to want to, uh, watch for the Houston Rockets. And then Portland's going to take on Detroit. Do we see the big guys? Do do we see Sadiq Bay? Do we see Cade Cunningham? Uh, do we see Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes? Or are they just here for practice? So we'll see if that's going to be the case. For those who are on the East Coast, got to wait until tomorrow because it tips off at midnight, I guess, uh, Eastern time. But that's what we get later tonight in the Las Vegas Summer League. And we are here at the Las Vegas Summer League, the edge that is all throughout the entirety of it. That means all the way up until July 17th. We'll see you again tomorrow. Until my guys in the desert, coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.